what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. After two years, we're bringing Damien from Red Star back to the podcast, talking about how the band got put on three Daniel Presents Festivals in 2023, talking about the importance of putting your music out there and just taking opportunities as they come as a band, as an artist, and the importance of supporting your scene as well and being positive in it. Remember, WWSD, what would Seven Dust do? Are you guys ready for this episode? Hell yeah, let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. This episode is not one, but probably two years in the making at this point, as I had this guy on really around summer of 2021. It's 2023. About time we bring him and his band back on and talk all about it. They have been touring all over the United States, and even this year in 2023, it seems like they've got a lot of positivity and a lot of investment behind them, too, because... They not only played Welcome to Rockville, they're also playing two other Daniel Presents festivals in Lard Life and Aftershock, going on a small run with Of Virtue as well to support Of Virtue's album release. And who else could be greater than that? I mean, come on, this is going to be awesome and all hell fun happening right now. So please welcome Damien from Red Star back to the podcast. So Damien, welcome back. Woo! That was, that was a good introduction. That was dope. <laughs> oh, I had to give the biggest introduction I could. And I really want to throw the DWP stuff in there, especially for those festivals due to the fact that we have two of them coming up. And when I saw that, I'm like, you know what? This puts a smile on my face due to the fact that I will be at Louder Than Life so I can finally see you guys get to play again. It's been too long. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's going to be sick, man. Fucking, uh, yeah, I'm I'm super, super hyped. Hold on one second. I'm just going to get a, a fucking drink real quick, man, because I'm just still trying to wake up real quick. So hold on one second, man. All righty. I know that's fucking very unprofessional of me, but I'm fucking... <laughs> I just did two back-to-back shows. Like, I, I went to two shows, the back-to-back night. So I'm just like... I'm like, I don't know, the minute you did that introduction, I'm like... Holy fuck, he's more awake than I am. I'm like, I need like at least some water or something just to fucking like get my gears going. Oh, well, get some water, get awake and everything. Because if you've been to like back-to-back shows and just wake up at the same time too, we also have, you know, you guys going out on the road. You guys will be playing festivals at the same time too. Got to make sure you're awake and ready for that. This is the training day for that shit. Yeah, man. Oh, dude. I mean, the the last run we did, man, I, I'll say this. I got too good at drinking, dude. <laughs> I got... I got to, you know, because you just get in the pattern, you know? So, like, you get up, you fucking run off of no sleep, fucking, then you're you're driving to the venue. If you're hitting a gas station or whatever, you're probably picking up alcohol at the gas station because nobody wants to pay for the alcohol at the venue. And then we're, you know, we get there, and then it's just, you know, you go through the motions, man, and then it's just the routine, you know? I mean, shit, man, at, at Rockville... I was sick as a dog, man. Like, I was taking Motrin and stuff, like, on side stage, like, trying to keep my fever and everything down. And then, thank God, when we played, uh, adrenaline kicked in, and it was just smooth sailing. The minute we were done, my body was like, oh, we're not performing? Shut down. <laughs> Shut down. I felt like shit. And then, at, But at a certain point, I'm like, dude, I'm at Rockville. Like, this shit is crazy. I don't want to take medicine. I want to fucking go drink, you know? So, like, as a responsible adult, I waited till after the time frame of, you know, when you normally would take, like, Motrin or something again. And after I was out of that time frame, I went to the open bar because 
how are you not going to take advantage of that when there's an open bar for the artist, you know? So, um, yeah, man, I, I definitely, I got to get back to my routine because we're leaving to do all this stuff in a couple of weeks. Open bar for the artist, man. Why can't I get something like that? Just being like, hey, I'm a podcast. And I get the open bar too because I don't want to have to pay $10 for a drink every time I'm at a festival. It can take a good chunk of change out of the wallet. But when it comes to rock, I mean, that's just one hell of a story in terms of putting yourself through, you know, even when you're sick, when you got a fever, how can you make sure that you're still putting on the best form as possible with the time that you have, with this opportunity that you have and adrenaline just kicking in like Deadpool 2, just getting the collar ripped off. He's just like, Oh, hello, superpowers. That's basically what happened right here. And then after, you know, you got off stage, it's just like, okay, we're done. Body, we're done. Out yeah. cold. <laughs> Literally. It was, it was, uh, it, I was like, of course, man, of course I'm sick, like for my first ever like festival. And, but again, luckily, you know, once that adrenaline hits, man, you're not thinking about nothing, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, athletes talk about that shit all the time where they get hurt in games and because of the adrenaline of the game, they're not even thinking about it. And then once they, the game's over, they're like, Oh shit, my leg is sprained or, Oh, like my shoulders fucking dislocated. Like, you know, so I, I don't know. It's, I, I definitely uh, am happy that that was a thing, but afterwards i felt like someone hit me with a brick so <laughs> i've done that at concerts i've done that playing soccer the, the concert ones are crazy where it's just i know the feeling where it's you're going in sick as a dog it's like you don't really want to be there all of a sudden either you're going stage and from my standpoint the band i want to see goes up on stage and it's just like something kicks in my brain and i forget that i'm sick for the next hour and a half and then leaving the venue if like i'm in chicago or something like riding the train back to my car all of a sudden everything starts to come down there goes that adrenaline and i'm just thinking this is the worst decision ever made my entire life. But at the same time, worth it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's definitely the uh it's definitely the the vibe to have, you know. It it helps you forget about whatever the fuck's going on in the moment and you know, you just are there, you know, you're present and it's definitely helps with taking everything in at that time. So, but yeah, long story short, I went to two shows ironically at the same venue these past two days. Because I know I know people that played on both tours, and then uh, I fucking drank at both shows. So that's like my my brain's a little foggy today. But <laughs> brain's you know, a little, I'll say brain's a little foggy. But we're gonna get get kicked right back into high gear and get you prepared to go back to these festivals, especially with you having Louder Than Life and Aftershock coming up. Now I do want to ask about this because. When it comes to being on festivals, of course, it's always great to be on festivals, but seeing that three out of the four major Damon Presents festivals that are happening in 2023, that either happen or are happening, that you guys are a part of, how'd you guys get on all of these festivals? Because it shows a commitment to you guys as a band from the people playing on the best music festivals for rock and metal in the entire country. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I... I just have to say we're, we're real fucking lucky, man. I mean that, you know, we, we just got really lucky. Uh, you know, it, it helps that, you know, the channel that they have, the space zebra channel, they, for Twitch, they, you know, kind of help open the door a little bit. So like, I was like, Hey, a place where I could send my band's music for free and they'll fucking play it to thousands of people fucking watching the stream. Of course I'm going to do that. And, you know, that opened a door and then that led to uh, me being friends with uh, this girl, Amanda, that I, that 
used to work for Danny Wimmer, but was working for them at the time. And she fucking loved me, loved the band. And I didn't ask her for nothing. And fucking she straight up, you know, next thing you know, I'm finding out we're getting offered Rockville. And I'm like, sick. Then I don't know. Then I was, I'll never, I'll remember it like it was yesterday. We were, I was in New York City uh, around the holidays, you know, when I was still living in Jersey. And I was, you know, in Times Square and I got the call, yo, we're getting added to Aftershock and Louder Than Life next year. And I'm like, what? No way. Dude, I was like, what the fuck? That's so crazy. Like, you know, like, and sure enough, here we are now. And we, you know, we did Rockville. And I mean, again, it was so fucking surreal, you know, especially because we were playing on a stage with like other big, like, artists you know like ghost main was the headliner of the stage we played and then like this man angel dust played and this guy swaco played like it was such like a it was just so sick to like be a part of that collective you know amongst like the rest of the festival you know but uh i i definitely it, it's really surreal that we're fucking playing this stuff you know and i and for anybody who might have not seen it, but they did post set times and stages for Louder Than Life for the day we're playing, which is Sunday with Green Day and fucking Turnstile. And uh, we're playing the Revolver stage at 150. I need to make sure that everybody's there because if anybody that was at Rockville fucking saw what we did there, they're going to see what the fuck we're going to do with this, and it's going to be fucking awesome. So definitely make sure you pull up. And you're there for the time we play. <laughs> okay. You, I'm glad that you put the plug in there as well, especially because when it comes to Loud and Life, there's a lot of people that are always going to be there. It's usually like 35 to 40,000 in a given day. On top of that, when it comes to Sunday as well, when I saw the set times post, I was happy to see you guys on Sunday because when I was looking through like, okay, who do I want to go see? I'm like, Sunday, there's not as many bands. I'm like, I really want to see all these. So there's not going to be as many like time, uh, debates and time conflicts of okay do i see this band do i see this band friday and saturday i'm freaking screwed but like sunday i was like okay red stars on that day all right all right 150 perfect time because by the time i walk in there you know i'm already i've been partying the parking lot already having a good time it's like all right who's the first band we're gonna go see uh where's kevin He's probably gone somewhere. We'll find him later. I'll be in the probably either front row if there's a pit that gets formed it's gonna be because me we're gonna just have a blast and go woo but That'll happen on Sunday, December 24th, 1.50 p.m. Revolver Stage, Louder Than Life. You all better be there if you're going to Louder Than Life. Hell yeah, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fucking sick. And I saw that they just recently added a Sleep Theory to Sunday as well, which I'm totally going to catch them. They're fu- they're definitely one of my favorite like new bands. They're fucking so sick. So the fact that they just got added, I'll definitely be watching them play when we're there. So... Yeah, I find I found out they got added from my friend because I released my podcast episode with Cullen from Sleep Theory, and he's, he's just sent me a message he's like, "Dude, you know they got added a lot in life." And I was like, "What the? Okay, now I'm seeing Sleep Theory on on Sunday too." So if even if if you're side stage or if you're in the crowd, you'll probably see me in the crowd, just you know, same Brewers hat, same just dumb look on my face, just like I'm having a good time. <laughs> Hi. Oh wait, there's a pit over there. I gotta hit people. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're fucking they're so sick, man. I, I'm like I'm super hyped to know that we're playing the same day, so I'm gonna definitely be catching them for sure. 
Perfect. And I kind of want to just jump back to what you were talking about. Just you guys got added to Rockville and then you found out that you're getting added to Larder Than Life and Aftershock while you were in New York during the holidays in Times Square. If you didn't like throw your phone up in the air and snow was falling, you yelled it was a Christmas miracle. If, if you would have done that, I would have said we'd have the basis for an, a Hallmark movie. All we got to do is add, you know, a couple different actors in there, add some weird love story in there. And we have the best Hallmark movie for 2023. Yeah, well, I was I was actually in the. Uh, it's not gonna sound as cool. It's gonna sound a little nerdy. I was in the Nintendo store. They have like a like a big Nintendo store in in fucking Manhattan, and it's super cool. So I was looking at video games and stuff. And then, <laughs> out of all the things you can be doing, it's right it's right next to uh, the Rockefeller Center, which is like where everybody goes like mm-hmm. ice skating, you know, and shit. But uh, yeah, it was I wasn't doing anything like super. I wasn't like at the bar, like fucking. I don't know, like doing some fucking cliche like cool shit you know i was like no i was at the fucking nintendo store being told i'm playing two massive festivals next year so that <laughs> you know it's definitely uh more of like uh I, I guess you'd say more like a peter parker moment like i'm like the not so cool guy going to fucking do cool shit now <laughs> okay so if you're in the nintendo store and you found out if your reaction wasn't either uh wahoo or a let's go then I don't know what you were doing at that point in time, man. I mean, I know adrenaline probably took over, but that'd have been the perfect time to just film that and just have like this Super Mario moment all over the place. It's, yep, found out that we are playing all these great festivals while I'm in the Nintendo store. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely, again, dude, it's, it's fucking surreal. Like, and the fact that we're playing shit back to back, you know, because, uh, a lot of people that played Rockville played Sonic Temple right afterwards. And I, like a lot of the people that I met, they were all like preparing to basically go straight from Rockville to that. So, and, you know, part of me's like, oh, that'd be sick, dude, back to back festivals. And I'm like, oh, wait, we are doing that. You know, like, so we're like literally like the time frame from fucking Louder Than Life to Aftershock it's a very small window, you know, because it's literally the end of September and then beginning of October. So like, obviously, like you mentioned earlier, like we're doing a bunch of shows. So like, and not to mention those of uh, virtue shows, we're doing uh, some shows with I set to kill and we're doing uh, a show in LA with fame on fire and kingdom collapse. Uh, and then we got a few other ones that are still like being fine tuned, but we're playing with a bunch of dope bands in between, you know, and on the way to the next thing. So it's going to be fucking sick, dude. Uh, I'm really, really excited for all of it. And a lot of it, especially just forming this piece of it. I'm not saying, you know, the whole entire success of the band, but a lot of it when it came to just getting on these festivals was saying your music to the Space Zebra, making sure you got connected there and just taking a chance on that. If you find something as a band where you're trying to grow, you're trying to get your name out there. And there's some place where people are listening to this kind of music and they're accepting submissions. Why not send your music there? Because if it can only do one of two things, one, it gets played and people get to hear it. And then they get to form their own opinions about what they think of your music that they can like, they can start to like it and they start to listen to it more. Or, you know, they don't play it, but if you don't send it in, then option two is the guaranteed result where they're just not going to play because they have no idea who you are. Take a chance on something like that because the more you take chances on things, the more chance you have to make a, you know, impact, more chance you have to hit on something. And the more chance you put to hit on something, you hit on something and boom, 
You guys played three festivals this year and you have a whole entire just run built around Louder Than Life and Aftershock to really capitalize in on all of that and make sure that not only you get to play these festivals, but get to hit other markets as well and continue to make it worth your while. Yeah, man. And and again, dude, and like for like people listening, like, you know, because they, they do like a contest, you know, where it's like a whole bracket system where like like the fans vote on like which bands they like. And we didn't win that shit, but we still got added, you know, like, so it's, it's so like, that's another thing that like people should definitely take away from it, you know, is like, yeah, like you, like, quote unquote, losing can deter people, you know, but at the end of the day, like, it's, it's the people who, you know, can like, take something like that and keep moving with it. Because again, you never fucking know, like, like, I, like, here I am thinking, oh, let's submit to try and, you know, get added to this stuff. And fucking we lose, but then we end up getting added anyway because, you know, that's just the way fucking things played out. So you never know, man. Like, so if like a band listening is like, oh, I'm going to send my music in, but then they don't win like a slot. Who knows that maybe one of the guys or girls that like work for the company aren't like, hey, like I actually really fuck with this band. Like we should fill them in on this spot or this spot, you know? So I definitely, that's definitely like my advice to anybody that's like thinking like how the fuck do i get on this stuff you know yeah because even the same idea and the same mindset for bands that are putting their stuff into space zebra to be a part of these uh you know these contests and they don't win you got to remember too there's a lot of bands are gonna be on these festivals that at times are gonna have something come up there's gonna be issues that happen so certain bands are gonna have to pull out at times and if you're someone that is putting your stuff in surveying your stuff, and if you go through the contest, if you don't win, but you create this certain piece around it where people are getting behind the music, people are getting behind the band. And maybe, you know, when you had to do a live performance on there, maybe someone with the, maybe you just had audio trouble that day, or maybe just, you know, the internet connection wasn't so great. So the stream didn't go so well. So instead of just seeing that as a loss, like there's a lot of people that might be like, Hey, we really like their music. We like what they did. They had a little piece of bad luck and the company might see that and say, Hey, we had someone drop out. Let's put this band in here and see what they can do and take that chance. Bands that are taking those chances are the ones that are getting on these platforms. They're the ones that are getting on these festivals. I mean, we take a look at a band like Silly Goose who was playing outside of these festivals just to try and get some, and after different shows to get exposure. So now whenever a Danny Rivers Presents Festival has an open spot they need filled, shit, usually they call Silly Goose first and they end up showing up and it, people end up showing up for because they took a chance on something and made it happen. It's not necessarily just winning or losing. It's even when you potentially are going to lose on something in a contest, whatever it might be, you never know where your music can go from there in terms of just the idea of how many people heard it, who heard it, and who can have an influence over some of these decisions to get your band on certain bills that you've been trying to get on. Yeah, man. And, and like you said, like Silly Goose is like a fucking perfect example, man, where like, I, I watched the thing where like Danny Warner literally said like, yeah, I, I fucking was told by security that these guys were playing outside of the festival and I was coming to like shut it down. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is fucking this is sick as fuck. Like, you know, I actually I actually can get behind this. And like you said, like they, they play a bunch of the fucking festivals and shit now. And it's like, you know, just full circle moments like that, man. You never fucking know, you know, anything could happen. And it's all about, like you said, you gotta, you gotta take the chance, you know, because if you don't and you just sit on ah, what, what if I did this? What if I did that? You'll, you're just going to 
be in this what if land, you know, like you're, you're better off fucking going for something and it not working out than just being like, ah, I'm not going to fucking even try. And then being like, ah, oh, but man, if I did try, what if, what would have came out of that, you know? So it's, uh, definitely, you, what's the, the famous quote? It's, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, you know, I, I fucking live firmly by that. Absolutely. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, always got to throw that little bit in there for the, all the office fans, because otherwise they're going to be like, Hey, you forgot the funny part of it. However, it, it makes a lot of sense, not only for music, but for life as well. See the opportunities you guys have gotten and the ability that you have to get your music out to even more people by just trying and by putting your music out there, just by taking some of these opportunities. Did you win the ultimate goal at that time? No, but you're able to turn it into a positive at certain points, even from a, like a life standpoint, from any decision that anybody might make. If you have an idea, if you want to try something, you know, if you just hold back and continue to play the what if game, two things are a guarantee. One, it's not going to happen because you are not doing anything about it. Secondly, as you get older in life, as you get to a point in time where you can't do that anymore, you're going to be living with the regret of, I wish I would have maybe tried this, or I wish I maybe did this piece behind it. I wish maybe the band I was in, we could have gotten bigger. I wish you'd have taken these certain opportunities to try and get to this point in time. Think about that and see, okay, if you're wishing that at this point in time, maybe Think about what you'd be thinking about this in 50 years if you did nothing. You'd just want to kick your own ass at this point. So instead of having your 50-year-old, you know, 50 years from now, you mentally kicking your younger self's ass, why not just do it now so you don't have to go and do that? And if it doesn't work out, you know. That's the key. You'll know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, and I, I'm, dude, I mean, I can easily say I'm fucking number one when it comes to failing a lot doing this stuff like you know it's it's definitely i i feel like it in any you know anything that you're trying to do in life you know obviously certain things are easier than others you know it's like you know like the common i don't know i'm trying to think of like an example like you know like the idea of like oh i want to be a cop or i want to be a firefighter i want to fucking work at a hospital like it's like those are like you know what people would say are like more quote-unquote realistic jobs and it's because a lot more people know cops firefighters fucking nurses doc like that's a, because it's a more common thing but i feel like when you're chasing something that isn't as common because not everybody knows somebody who makes money fucking doing music or makes money doing podcasts you know and like that's their job you know like they that's how they fucking pay their bills that's how they do everything they they think it's not realistic or they don't think it's obtainable and I've always been a believer in like, fuck all that. You know, I, I think that you should always go and do whatever you think is going to make you happier. And there's going to be struggles, you know, there's going to be hard times. There's going to be times where you're like, God, am I like wasting too much time on this? I'm like, am I losing too much money to where this isn't making sense anymore? But at the end of the day, man, I feel like you, there's points where life kind of, hits you with stuff where it's like oh no 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 like all that negative stuff that this moment that just happened is the reason why i'm still doing this like you know and and situations like I'll, I'll give you a fucking perfect example uh the last show that we did uh we did a run with this uh band awake at last and this band discrepancies and um the very last show we did it was in like 
I forget. It was somewhere in the Midwest. I, I really can't remember the area, but uh, we played there, never played there before. And that was the first show. And it was the last show of the run, but it was the first show of the run where there was people at it singing the songs back to us, you know? And that is like moments like that, you know, like where, you know, whatever you could be having going on, whatever it is that might be a struggle complimenting doing what we're doing as far as music goes stuff like that to me man to know that like the thing that i put so much work and time and effort into people love it so much that they came to this show and they're fucking in my face fucking singing this shit and screaming this shit i'm like that's dude i fucking i don't give a fuck about anything else you know like that to me is like oh that's why i do it because people love what I do as much as I love what other people do, you know? And that, and that's like such a fucking important thing, you know, to have in life for sure. I, I feel like I'm rambling about this. I'm going on this big motivational speech. I'm not even trying to, but uh... <laughs> hey, if the podcast turns into, you know, motivational speech with, with Damien from Red Star, that's where it's going. And that's what we're going to do it. And I understand what you're talking about when it comes to, you're using the example of, you know, being a cop, a firefighter, being a nurse or a doctor where, it's when it comes to getting to that point in time, you know, there are going to be things that are going to be in your way. It's not going to always be easy, especially with the amount of schooling that has to go into being a doctor and some of the mental uh, capacities and the mental struggles that you might have going through some of that stuff, given some of the stuff that those that they see. But I think it kind of in the same way where you're saying it's a little bit easier is because it's the path to get from where you are now to get to be in that profession is much, much, and the way to get to the success is much, much more defined than it is for someone that's in, you know, a creative or like, you know, for an artist space, because you yeah. think about it when it comes to being a cop, okay, you go to the police academy, you go through their set program. And if you pass that, you get to become a, a, a police officer. Firefighters, you, you go through their train, you go through everything there. Is it the easing in the world? No, but there is a set parameter and set gowns and a set path that you know of. Same thing with nursing, same thing with being a doctor, same thing with a lot of other those, you know, practical or normal jobs that people end up having. And if you like that, that that's fine. We're not knocking on that. But what we're kind of what you're saying too is when it comes to being a, like an artist or having that creative side of things, you're so beholden to a, a you know a completely different audience. You're so beholden to a different kind of structure where there's bands that have succeeded, and if you follow that exact that band's exact model to a T, you're not going to succeed because you're not them. It's you have to find your own path through it. So that's where the difficulty comes in because there is no set definition of how you get from like absolute ground zero to success. There are a lot of things that are commonalities that you can ha that you can do, but it's always going to be very different even within those commonalities, within those principles in an exact space from artist to artist, band to band, person to person, just based on, think about from the music perspective, the kind of music you're putting out, the bands that you're going out on tour with, the one, the people that you're connecting with, how you're presenting yourself online, what the image is, how people can connect with links. There's so many pieces that come around there where finding success in that, again, it is more difficult in the same, in the way where there is no set structured path to get from point A to point B. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you said it perfectly. I think that's, that's more of what I was, I meant was it's like you said, it's a more defined path in those other fields. So it's definitely, I, I mean, obviously like, as we're aware, like nobody can just walk off the street and become a doctor. You know, there's a lot of extensive 
schooling and stuff that you got to go to for that. But uh, it's a, like you said, it's a more defined path where if uh, again, just reiterating stuff like, you know, the way uh, I don't know, corn might have popped off is way different than the way guns and roses popped off or like or fucking or like catch your breath has popped off recently and like you know it's like it's a lot of that so it's like that's where you know it, it definitely comes as like a big uphill battle for a lot of people because they you know like you said they want they look at these people and are like oh that's how they did it maybe that's what i do or maybe that's how that's how you do it but especially like in our world it's it's so ever-changing it's so like there's just new ways that people are making it new ways that people are getting discovered like obviously fucking uh you know like slipknot did, didn't get discovered on tiktok you know what i mean like sh shit like that it's like there's so many different ways that people are getting noticed or seen and some people are in the fucking game for a while and then just something happens like fucking uh like bad omens dude mm -hmm. like you know bad omens has been a around for a minute but the last album fucking just blew them up completely you know it's it's shit like that you just everybody has their own path it's just knowing to stay on it you know and, and fucking just keep pushing through it because you know if you can't make it over the hurdles and the things that come at you along the way then you're definitely not going to be able to handle the hurdles and the things that come at you further down the line, you know, because they, that's one thing that a lot of people talk about is how, yeah, in a certain sense, it gets easier, but there's also new challenges, you know, as you keep moving forward. So definitely just staying the course and making sure that everything is aligned with how you want to make it happen. Yeah. There's always going to be new challenges and even kind of thinking back to, you know, brought up different bands and we can talk about this as well, where, you know, how Guns N' Roses got popular versus how Corn got popular versus how, you know, bands like Fall Out Boy and Bring Me the Horizon got big in the, like, you know, mid or late 2000s. What's happening now with bands like Sleep Token and Bad Omens? And it's as these as time continues to go on, especially from a creative space with how, you know, how these how this art is delivered to the masses it's there's so many different avenues there's so many different impacts that culture has on it to the point where you know hitting on these certain aspects it is a lot harder because again you don't have that defined structure compared to you know okay even when I'll use doctors as an example yes again it still is tough we're not discounting that given the work and given the amount of intelligence you need to have to be able to go through that however as technology changes as we learn more about you know the human body as we learn more about how these things work still when it comes to learning all these new things when it comes to success from becoming you know from where you are now to being a doctor even those nuances and those new things that come in there, they still fit into the set structure and the set path from point A to point B. When it comes to being an artist, it's as time goes on, you know, Guns N' Roses, say they started playing now and they tried to go the exact same way they would have done it back in the 80s. They would not be a success at all. If Corn uh, wouldn't be able to do the same thing, Follow Up Boy wouldn't be able to do the same thing, Bring Me the Horizon wouldn't be able to do the same thing. Just given how much culture, technology, and how art is delivered to people changes over time. Even from the music space too. Again, I'm going to bring up culture, but it's taste at the same time. You think about the early to mid, you know, think about the mid 2000s, pop punk, emo, absolutely massive. Then go to 2015, 
it was a completely different ball game for pop punk and emo. Even think about, you know, rock music, hard rock music. It's, it was always super big. 70s, 80s, 90s when new metal started to come in. All of a sudden, 2015, 2016. Yeah, it's not necessarily that way anymore for an artist that is coming up in that exact same kind of style where you have to learn so many different new ways to try and get your music out there. And your music might not hit. It could all, it's all based on, you're, you're basically all beholden to the masses. You're beholden to the people. You're beholden to culture at that point. You're not beholden to a very specific rigid system that is much more defined and much more structured for you to get from point A to point B. Yeah. 100 percent man and, and and that's like again it's just why like i feel like at, especially for like newer bands or newer people like getting into any you know creative field it's just it's just figuring out like what you know what works best for you and and just how you know how to capitalize on it and how to uh you know it I, but i feel like i it, i was gonna say this i i feel like a lot of people are like, well, then how do I know when I have the thing that is going to take me from point A to B? But it's like, you kind of just do, you know, like you, you see it, you see how people react to it. You see how people fucking buy into it. You know, it's like, uh, like it's, it's any, any facet, like I'm trying to, I'll, I'll use the guy as an example. Like there's like a comedian, like Burt Kreischer, like that guy like takes his fucking shirt off on stage every show like that's his thing you know did that like blow him up no it was his you know specific uh bit you know that he has but it's like that's what he's known for you know and it's like it's like how like now Mudvayne is like touring again and they're doing the whole fucking look that they used to do before they stopped doing it for a while you know like now they're back to doing the face pain and the whole fucking get up again because that's what people really remember them from so it's just you never know, man. You really never know. But uh, it's but when you do have it and you see people are like, yes, we need this. We want this fucking that's how, you know, OK, now I got to just drill it home. Yeah. And I think uh, even the guys in Sleep Theory are a great example of this when they dropped their first song and all of a sudden on TikTok, just the teaser blew up and they thought, OK, now we got, you know, we have this song at the ready. It's not supposed to come out for another month, but let's put this shit out right now. And just learning how TikTok works, learning, understanding how their music connects with the audience, that's really one of the things that helped them blow up. And of course, that's not going to happen for every band. Even take a look back and, you know, drop it back, you know, when Bring Me the Horizon was just coming up and they were, you know, doing everything they could on MySpace to get this stuff going. It's they figured out what was going to be that thing for them. They found the thing and it, they, and you found it through, a calculated method of trial and error where it's something you're not trying to throw everything at the wall and hope something sticks because if you try and do that you're going to burn yourself out it's okay this is what we did the first time and it didn't work out now figure out why think may have worked out in a certain capacity why it didn't work out and then change it up and try something new but understand where things are going at that point using the reaction as your own analytics because if you're getting a positive reaction okay build on it as an artist because you're seeing a positive reaction from a potential fan base from an audience that might not know you so how do we capitalize and keep bringing that positivity towards them and continue to build up on that if all of a sudden you do something you're bringing some negativity around okay stop that immediately so you don't keep building up on that if people are connecting with all of a sudden crazy face paint if people are connecting with a band going up on stage looking like absolute like demonic creatures from hell and spraying the crowd with blood and you know bile colored water and are having a success with it 
fucking go with it. See what happens. You could become the next Guar and tour for 40 plus years with that same style just because, hell, it's cool. You never know. But when you have that moment when something hits, you feel it. You know it. Even from the podcast side as well. I want to bring out as many bands as possible, but there was one time I took a chance on one band this year. I had a reaction video and someone said, check out this band. I looked, I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Band was called Voice of Bechaprat and three girls playing metal from Indonesia. I said, I don't even know who this is, but let's just see what happens. Why not? First episode I did with them had over 20,000 views. And then I saw them live in the US and I just took a chance. I said, it'd be kind of cool to do a live interview if they're here. We did it. And that episode had over 30,000 views. I'm just like, well, shit, I took a chance on something. Now I've got ideas of potentially where to go next, trying to get other guests in the podcast as well. Continue to also bring on the guests I want to bring on too. So there's a lot going in there, but it's like when you find that one thing that hits, okay, focus in on it and figure out how you can continue to drive on that to continue to build that positivity for your art and so that you can continue to do this forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, one 100% for sure. Man, we just went through like full on artist, um, you know, pump everybody up and motivational speech, but also at the exact same time, rather practical advice too. <laughs> well, I, I hope the advice is practical. I, I'd feel fucking really, I'd feel like a piece of shit if I was like, oh, let me, let me fucking tell people what not to do or, or tell them fucking the way to, to fuck up their career, you know, like, like, like I'm. <laughs> like some diabolical fucking villain or some shit, you know? <laughs> I, absolutely. Cause if, if you were doing that, then it would just not, it would just bring the music scene down. It would bring you guys down. It would just make it even worse off for everybody. But if you're continuing to, you know, focus in on, okay, we're doing this stuff. We're doing a great job at it. We're really starting to pick up a lot of traction with everything we're doing. So if we're going to talk about this stuff, let's help other people out with it. All of a sudden, maybe another band comes up behind you, but ends up getting that a moment that's even bigger than yours and just ends up taking, and running with it now all of a sudden they're getting more notice they're going to find all the bands that influence them they're going to hear red star and then you guys can get more notice it's kind of like that rising tide raises all ships mentality oh yeah man and and plus like dude another thing is uh a lot of people are very like gatekeepy you know and i i fucking always hated that man it's like you know because you always notice that the people that are like higher up they're not so much like that like a lot of them they're like Hey, like you do this tour, we'll do your tour or fucking you jump on a song of ours. You will fucking switch off on the other side. And it's like, it's not so much like that up top. It's more like the come up. There's a lot of people and, and I get it to a sense. A lot of people are scratching and clawing their way, but it's like, it's just a way to like also make you want to disassociate with others too, you know, because it's like, Hey, like I'm not, you know, you, you don't want to, you're not trying to use people, but obviously any advice helps and anything, you know, anything at all fucking definitely helps anybody out. So it's, I, I definitely, any knowledge that I have, even as somebody who might not be at the place that I want to be at yet, I definitely rather share it than be like, nah, it's all mine. I'm not fucking telling you shit. Yeah. So that's, I definitely rather be like that anyway. And when it comes to just younger scenes and when it comes to all those up and coming bands, it's getting away from that gatekeeping mentality, but it's all this change that starts at the individual level. And I recently had a conversation with a band from Australia and it's, you see Australian heavy music. It's why are so many great bands coming out of Australia and why are we hearing about so many of them? And it made sense to the point where 
as a country, you know, they're isolated to, you know, pretty much one side of the country and four major cities and that's it. So when it comes to trying to get bands out to the Europe, get them out to the US, okay, how are they going to be able to do that to help support them? You got to have that grow as a team mentality. You got to have that family mentality. And it's shown to be absolutely massive where we're seeing, you know, we, we saw Parkway Drive, Amity Affliction, North Lane, those bands grow. And we're seeing bands absolutely blow up massively like Alpha Wolf, uh, Void Division, Polaris, I know I'm missing, uh, make them suffer Thornhill. Just so many more that are coming up. It's in the US too. It's what if we were doing all of that at the exact same time too? What if a lot of people, not only at the top where you're saying, you know, if you do our tour, we'll do yours, you know, kind of have some of that camaraderie there. You know, you want to be featured on one of our songs, we'll feature on one of your songs, build it up that way. But at the exact same time, it's from a come up standpoint, it's why can't we have that same mentality too to have this so supportive thing where even though Pete bands are trying to scratch and claw and grow, why don't we scratch and claw together as a team to try and take over and the same standpoint music as a whole in terms of pop culture, instead of just trying to scratch and claw within these very specific areas and these very specific scenes, and these very specific genres, just again, the rising tide raises all ships mentality. Why can't we just focus in on that? Yeah, man. And I, I think it's just like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's like fear, but I, I think people are just like afraid of like, Oh, well, what if they, they get further than I do or that what if they do better than we do, you know? And it's like, it's a very strange thing to me, man, but it's just something that I've, I've noticed a lot over time. And, uh, it's definitely something that I try not to do. I I'm like, dude, listen, man, I'm the type of person where even if like, I'm not even into your music, I'll still fucking support it. I'll still show up. I'll still share it, you know, because if you pay me that respect, you know, I feel like the least I can do is do it in return, you know, and that's, I feel like that's the way it should be. You know, there's too many people that are like worried about like, ah, oh, maybe like people won't fuck with me because I shared like a song that might not be the best thing ever. You know, it's like, it's like, who gives a fuck, man? At the end of the day, like if I'm friends with somebody or I'm cool with somebody and they fucking support me, that's, I feel like that's the minimum, you know, it's like, because you'd want to fucking at least return the favor or give that respect you know and at the same time it's like if they're fucking being supportive and then you're turning around and being like ah, i can't can't share your thing on my story or i can't repost it or anything it's like i mean i don't i don't see the, the issue you know it's like i'm not at like you're not even asking for money it's like you're fucking literally just saying like yo fucking just share this or hey can you repost this or fucking whatever it's like it's a free thing and i don't know a lot of people are just fucking weird at the end of the day so i try to not be like that i try to be very supportive especially when fucking people are supportive of me because i know what it's like to not have that fucking support and you know how it is man fucking of course we announced three festivals fucking people are coming out of the woodwork i mean fuck dude realistically like it's just and it's the way it is. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure again, like sleep theory, like catch your breath, you know, dark divine, all these like mm -hmm. newer bands that are popping off. Like, like I'm sure a lot of them are fucking going through the same shit of just like, you know, people like coming out of the woodwork to hit them up. And now they want to work with them. Now they want to do shit now that, you know, but it's uh, at the end of the day, you, you know, you can definitely see the snakes through the grass and, you know, you, but you also learn to, read people quickly and, and well so that you know like oh this person's here with 
like genuine intentions or this person seems like they're just here because they're trying to get something from me. So just definitely having the, the right mindset, you know, when it comes to all of this. Oh, absolutely. And I got to think for two things on that one, all the bands that you keep mentioning, you know, you mentioned Catch Your Breath, Sleep Theory, Dark Divine. My biggest problem hearing about these, I'm like, man, we're talking about all these great bands around the upcoming. I'm like, I've had all these guys in the podcast and I've got to be able to like have conversations with them, chat with them, get to know them too. And it's something where I've got to know them before they started getting this pop up. I'm like, you know what? Keeping the mentality of, even though I want to get some of those biggest bands ever on the podcast, I want to talk to them as well, of course, because those are some of the bands I absolutely love. Hell, if I get Rise Against in the podcast, yeah, that's a pretty big band, but you're going to hear me go absolutely ape crazy with that. I'm like, I finally got them on, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to just to continue to support that younger, you know, the younger artists, the upcoming ones, we continue to support them and, you know, grow them. What's going to happen? All of a sudden, we get those viral moments. We get those moments where bands hit and they continue to just grow and grow. And the next generation of rock and metal fans have bands that they can latch onto and continue to grow. Because, you know, between like, like in the 2010s, there was always, it seemed like there was like this dead space there because of how little support there was in terms of pop culture. Now it's like, okay, people are back behind Bring Me the Horizon. People are behind Bad Omen, Spirit Box, Sleep Token. Let's keep this moving. Let's keep this rolling. And when it comes to just those scenes where it's like, you know, I understand where people are like, oh my God, I don't want them to get bigger than me. I, I understand that there's a competition feeling with uh, in us as humans, but ask yourself this question. It's not WWJD, it's WWSD. What would Seven Dust do? Think about it from this aspect. When you think about the biggest metal bands, especially right now, no one's going to say Seven Dust. It's not going to happen. But when you hear bands talk about like, okay, well, who's your favorite band to go on tour with? Who's your favorite band? To go How many people are saying Seven Dust? How many people have so many positive things to say about that band? Bands want to go and tour with them. There's bands that are even afraid to go and, and, and like play after them because there's always a moniker. You can't follow Seven Dust. But I've talked with LJ before, even talked about, okay, you know, you guys are on these festivals you guys could be should be headliners with how many people you're pulling they're like dude we love the middle of the day because we get to go then and watch our friends and support them too it's that kind of mentality that's gonna help grow everybody in within the scene it's if everyone has that like seven dust style mentality of supporting the the bands that are around you continue to help uplift everybody and create such this positive reaction in people's minds whenever they hear your band's name yeah, that's what you want, and that's what's going to not only help your band grow, but help the scene and the music genre that you're with in general grow as well. Exactly, man. Yeah, and and again, like, and you know, I, I ironically, um, the guy, this guy Sahaj, who he's produced like a lot of our music. We we talked about that last time. Mm -hmm. He, you know, it, it, he's good friends with LJ, and you know, and same deal. It's like you, you learn that like especially like I've noticed too, when I'm slowly like working into like these, like these circles, cause you start to realize like how small of a world it is in like this music world. And it's like, to me, it's always a good sign when like a lot of people are like, Oh, like I'm friends with this person or, Oh, I know this person. And then like you, and everybody just happens to be cool and friends with each other. And it's like it, that to me always is like a good sign of like, Oh yeah, that, that person, probably is a fucking good person because we're all cool with the same people you know and and that and same, like you said i've i've never heard a bad thing about seven dust ever and i mean it was even surreal to me when like again because like when i first started working with the band um you know lj was actually like 
coming over to Sahaja's place like after we were done with our sessions, you know, and it was just like, I don't know, like little surreal moments that I'm like, oh, I'm like working with these people that are working with these people. Like, that's cool, you know, but yeah, I and I've always loved Seven Dust shit anyway, but uh, it's they're they're definitely a band that I've never heard a, a bad thing about ever. No, absolutely. And even like the stories I've heard, I've heard some of these crazy stories where it's at any point in time, you think anything could have gone the other way, but it's just, okay, what band was the one that ended up having this happen where they just were trying to make it as best as possible for the situation. And it's always like, yep, it's seven dust. Who would have thought about it? But it just, it stands as like, even though they're not the biggest band, there's bands that they are, that they know that are around them that have risen higher than they have at the exact same time. It's, a lot of the reasons why a lot of these bands might continue to grow is based on, you know, the positivity that they're seeing in the scene, the positive they're seeing within the bands are, are working alongside continue to grow. And if you're putting out positivity like Seven Dust, all of a sudden you're go like you're seeing these massive tours go out and it's yeah, you see Seven Dust is on the bill and people are packing it in for Seven Dust, even if Seven Dust is not the headliner that night. Even at festivals, I saw us at Welcome to Rockville last year. Seven Dust played at like a 4 p.m. slot. And I'd Welcome to Rock and the guy, people at DWP, they basically made Seven Dust a midday headliner. Like they had no one else playing at that time. So everyone was overwatching Seven Dust. It was one of the coolest things. And it's just, well, now everyone gets all the rest of the stuff to go and see throughout the day. And even from Seven Dust standpoint, yeah, they get to go and watch all their friends play too. They get to go support them as well. If you're in a younger band, and even if you're not in the spot you want to be right now, continue to show support for your local scene and support for your regional scene, national whatever it is, and continue to grow that positivity can only help you out. Yeah, and I'm I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I, I don't want to be a fucking headliner, you know, mm -hmm. but in the same instance, I'm like... I, the thing I like about playing earlier is I'm I'm very big on like being stone cold sober before like I play like I I just like to be very tight and polished so like I don't touch anything you know I don't do a shot I don't drink a beer nothing and then and then after I'm done I'm like okay like I don't know I treat it like like a job like I'm not gonna show up drunk to work you know what I mean so it's like why am I gonna do it on stage you know and some people might have different opinions on that but afterwards. I'm all good. I'm like, all right, I got the job done. Let's go have a beer. Let's go have a fucking drink, you know? So at least like if we're playing early, I'm like, okay, great. We can, I can play, do what we got to do. Now I can hang out. But for like headlining or playing later, I'm like, I got to just hang out. I got to, and it's like, you know, obviously you're tempted because everybody's, you know, that's the environment, but I'm, I'm very strict on that. So like, I feel like, when those days come, I might, I might be a little, little boring. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, nah, but we gotta, we gotta headline dude. We gotta play an hour set, hour and a half set. I can't, I gotta be up there with just water, man. You know? So that's, that, that's where I would also compliment playing earlier. I'm definitely not mad at, you know, cause like you said, you at least then, you know, you could play and then you could go watch other people and stuff, which is definitely what obviously I'm going to do with these festivals. So I'm definitely hyped for it. Yep, and you got two of them coming up again, Louder Than Life and Aftershock as well. And for all those listening, if you're going to Louder Than Life, make sure you see Red Star on Sunday, September 24th. Make sure we can get that pit going too, because when you see the weird guy wearing a Milwaukee Brewers hat walk into the pit, you know it's on because you know <laughs> Kevin's going to have some fun today. <laughs> yeah, and man, I tell you what too, I, 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 can't, I don't think I can say anything because they haven't announced it, but... 
I found out what our stage is and our set time for Aftershock. And dude, to see the stage that we're playing, um, it it doesn't even make sense to me. Like it, it almost, it really does. Like I don't want to say anything past that because I don't want to get in trouble. But like, I uh, it's fucking nuts, dude. I mean, just the fact that even at Louder Than Life, we're not like playing the smallest stage. Like we're playing like a fucking pretty decent sized stage. Like we like we did at fucking Rockville, which was still massive, you know, to at least to me, and it's it's gonna be fucking sick dude i'm i i can't i'm just hoping that i'm like in my head i'm like all right what what got me sick before that i'm like all right maybe not sleeping as much maybe eating some bullshit late at night i'm like what do i gotta do to be not sick at this next festival so i can enjoy it a little more just a little more because i'm i still had a great time but obviously again like my body i was just shut down dude that but again like i said obviously i didn't want to mix like you know taking like a fever reducer and alcohol so i was like all right the minute that fucking i'm out that window <laughs> i'm at that bar man i'm there and I'm, I'm hanging out i can't just sit here you know so uh that's my big thing i'm gonna just make sure i do whatever i gotta do to not get sick beforehand <laughs> so, so damon's gonna make sure he doesn't get sick before any of these uh, festival shows coming up to make sure that you know we can have the best show possible from red star and then that he can enjoy the whole entire experience and not have to worry about a fever and as much as i want to know where you're playing at aftershock what stage all the bands on there i don't want you to get in trouble and i would love to continue to push on that so i'm gonna go like this as we bring this podcast to this conclusion so we don't accidentally say things that were not announced yet I always want to give you a chance. Whatever you want to say, plug if you want to plug, promote, promote the end of the podcast. So, Damien, the floor is yours. Everybody, if you don't know, fucking, if you haven't seen our previous uh, interview, we are at Red Star Music on everything. Uh, keep a lookout. We might be putting something out before we leave for tour. We might not. I don't know. Maybe I'm just giving uh, Mr. Kevin the, the exclusive here. Wait, but, you know. We uh and in the midst of that, we may or may not be putting that out and maybe be playing something, you know, that is what we're putting out in the set. So that's more of a reason to come out to, you know, be the tester to see if we keep that in the set or not. But uh yeah, Red Star music and everything. Keep a lookout on the streaming and and fucking we're gonna be announcing a, a nice little tour flyer with all the shows that are coming up. So that way Everybody can see where the fuck everything's going to be at. Because I know it might look a little crazy. We have like a million tour flyers because we're playing with so many different bands. But yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And now it's time for the podcast with three things. So what's the best way to stay tuned with all this stuff? Go to the description of the podcast where it says find Red Star Online links labels for social media, YouTube, website, merch, music, Everything is going to be down there and labels as well, so you do not miss out on anything. And you can go and see them if you're going to be there at Louder Than Life, at Aftershock, or during their shows with Avert You, Isaac the Kill, or with Fame on Fire and Kingdom Collapse. So, yeah, I had to put all that in there, but it's all down in the description of the podcast, too, so make sure you go there. Now, it's time for number two. Damien, last minute of the podcast, and I saw you play live for the first time. I made you promise a first round on me, and I made good on that promise. Now, at Louder Than Life this year, let's run it back and do it again. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, let's do it, man. And possibly enjoy a nice, you know, a nice brewski while we watch Sleep Theory.
Oh yeah, dude, one hundred percent. Yeah, well, I'll be singing. We'll be singing together. We'll be singing all the hits. <laughs> oh yeah, we will. We'll be having a blast with it too. So I will see you there, sir. And on that note, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because one, I always want to have you back on the podcast. So this will not be your last time, sir. On top of that, I'll see you on the twenty fourth, Larn Life. And if you're all going at Larn Life too, make sure you're going to be there to go see Red Star on Sunday the twenty fourth. So Damien, this can't be goodbye, my friend. This is. I'll see you later. Peace, man. Woo! Well, folks, this is my interview with Damien from the band Red Star. Now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So it goes back to WWSD. What would Seven Dust do? Taking a look at what Red Star has done, it's they're just trying to take the opportunities that are available to them and maximize out on them, but also make sure that they're continuing to bring positivity every step of the way. Because when we think about it, when it comes to rock and metal, you know, how many times do we hear from gatekeepers, rock is dead, rock is dead, rock is dead. And we talked about this on a podcast with Rick from Adelita's Way, where it's, you know, the fans are the ones that are bringing it back. The fans are the ones that are not letting it die. And it's continuing to grow with the emergence of bands like Spirit Box, Bad Omens, Sleep Token, Catch Your Breath, Sleep Theory in the last couple of years. Now, Kind of going back to what we had with Waitlist from Australia, if you guys are able to check out that one, we talked about the Australian metal scene and how they are isolated when Australia. So if bands want to be able to tour internationally, go over to you know Europe and come to America, their local scene has to support them and has to focus being a team. And being that team mentality is what's helping them continue to grow and thrive and really become, you know, a place where when we think Australia, we think great heavy music. Now, think about America as well. Red Star is doing that as what best they can on an individual basis where they're focusing in on what is able to be done. They're focusing in on how they can continue to build this stuff up and how they continue to take these opportunities and bring positivity to wherever they're playing, whoever they're playing, and having that connection there because that's going to help build the scene up. If we can take that mentality, remember WWSD, what would 7 does do, and bring that positivity to the whole entire scene, we could have that time where culture is going to change and rock and metal music are going to be the most prominent genres once again. Make sure you check out Red Star. Again, their brand new song, Run It, which... Um, is in the bottom of the uh, video if you watch the whole entire interview. But their new song, right, will be available by the time this episode releases. So go and check out brand new songs from Red Star. On top of they're playing festivals, Louder Than Life, Aftershock. Make sure you go see them if you're going there. As well as check them out on their live runs with I Set to Kill, a couple shows of Fame on Fire, and King Claps, along with the Virtue Shows. Oh, yeah, go and check it out. All information for them is in the description of the podcast below. Social media, website, everything is down there for you. Easy findings, easy clickings, easy subscribings. Also, make sure you're following the Corporate Progression Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Link description of the cast. If you're on YouTube, the subscribe button right down here. New episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. Clips throughout the week and Friday reaction videos for y'all. If you're on, you know, Spotify Podcast at Radio, hit that subscribe button as well. Hit that like button or you get the like button right down here on YouTube to help push these episodes and these videos in the algorithm. I really would appreciate it. I want to thank you all for your support. Thank you, Damien. I'll see you at Louder Than Life, my man. Hope to see you all there too. On that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single one. I'm the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all.